in which I bring you complicated. Today, I bring you Marie Kondo Can't Do For Me. My wandering thoughts meander down a muddy footpath in a pine forest, then pause and look up at the goat herd trails crisscrossing the mountainside on my right. They look up unhurriedly, absorbed in lazy contemplation of whether to do or not to do. Then, in a sudden decisive moment, they advance playfully on one of those paths, leaving the option of the much more trodden level footpath for other thought feet to trod. What do you mean what are thought feet? Don't be daft. Don't your thoughts have feet and wings and scales and tongues and fingers and elbows? They don't? What? Only wings? Then how do they trod and skip and run and soar and swim and dart and dig and nudge? Following my thoughts skipping up the path, I finally caught up with them and pointed pleadingly to a nice level patch of dried pine needles, just big enough for us to sit down together. For a moment, there was a teasing glint in their eye and I despaired. But then it changed to a more compassionate look and I sighed with relief. Have you heard of Marie Kondo? They said. They don't believe in preambles and introduction. Just jumping straight into it is more their style. The world famous organizing consultant whose books have sold millions of copies? I said tentatively. Long years of experience have taught me to be tentative around my thoughts. The decluttering expert, they declared. I thought it best to just nod. When they get going, there is no chance of me getting a word in edgeways. She can't do it for me, they declared. Can't do what? I asked, momentarily shedding my tentativeness. What she does? Duh! Use your brains, they said irritatedly, resisting the urge to snub them with, well, you're using enough for both of us. I said, ah, declutter. They rolled their eyes. I pretended not to notice and quickly said, and why is that? Now this one is a trick I have had up my sleeve for the longest time. And what's great is that my thoughts have no inkling of it. <laughs> I just throw a question up in the air and my thoughts jump up to catch it as a dog would a frisbee. But unlike the dog, they take off with that question as a starting point and I can just sit back and relax, watching them unravel. This part of the routine had a high quotient of comfort factor. We were both in our element. Them expounding, I listening. Well, for one, decluttering is highly overrated, they said. This was the signal, like the lights changing from red to green, that both of us could change gears and settle down for a nice chin wag. A healthy amount of clutter is important, they went on, because you can't straightjacket life. 
She says to tidy by category, not by location. Beginning with clothes, then moving on to books, papers, miscellaneous items, and finally, sentimental items. I lost them when they said clothes. I mentally rummaged through my cupboard and came up with a variety of stuff. There was a small bag full of retired socks of all hues. Retired from the job of cladding feet, but perfectly suitable for being transformed into sock puppets, complete with button eyes, for which there were a variety of buttons patiently waiting in the box with the sewing stuff. There was also a time when I had a whole stash of now obsolete audio cassettes. The march of progress may have thrown them by the wayside as shinier CDs and pen drives and much else replaced them. But that didn't mean their life was over. The tapes inside them would have made wonderful Rapunzel hair for my sock puppets. That's what it is. I'm a sucker for possibilities. This one word, possibilities, makes my heart beat faster, my legs feel like jelly, and the electric circuitry in my brain start flashing in iridescent colors, racing around to assign ever newer meanings to its existence. In my scheme of things, Nothing is ever just a clip, a piece of paper, a rubber band or a cup. Each of these words is the starting point of what that object can be. And the possibilities are endless. What? You think my mind needs Marie Kondo? No, my dear friend. For her sake and your own, please don't go about propounding this absurd idea. Marie Kondo herself may emerge as someone quite different once she has been down the byways and slyways of my mind. The range of possibilities that each object shines forth with are limitless. I can't trash them when they look up at me expectantly with gleaming eyes and shiny faces. I have to hold their hand, nod encouragingly and play my role in their journey of life. You may call me a sucker, but I see myself as a savior, a messiah for those helpless beings whose silent voices are beyond the limited range of human hearing. I hear them, and what's more, I see them beyond their current limiting role. And here's the thing, it works with people too. Now my husband is another kettle of fish altogether. He was a Kondoite even before Marie Kondo was born. Whiling away time in the pursuit of education and sacrificing this inherent talent on the altar of a job, he never developed his Kondoishness to the level of a fine art form. So she beat him to it. Else he would have been the one teaching the world to declutter. No doubt about that. The swift, heartless sword of his cleanliness drives has ruined the future of many of the objects in our home. The one I most longingly remember and lament the tossing away of is a teapot. Ever since it came to our home, I knew it was meant for higher things. It was just playing the role of a teapot till destiny's hand lifted it to its real calling when it would shine brightly and achieve its full potential. To facilitate and speed up this journey, its physical form was made just a wee bit unsuitable for the role of a teapot. So every morning as my husband groaned about the fact 
that the handle of the stocky earthenware teapot was too small, allowing only two of his fingers to lift it, I assuaged the hurt feelings of my sturdy little friend by telling it how much I loved and admired it. On a day when dear hubby wished it would fall and break so we could buy a new one, I even penned an ode extolling its physical attributes and showing gratitude for its important place in my life. So yes, Marie Kondo won't work for me. In fact, I can now clearly see her lifting me with a disgusted look on her face as one would a dead rat and tossing me on the garbage heap. Not even a Salvation Army future for me. Oh well, the world is made up of two kinds of people. The Kondoites and the non-Kondoites. And as long as the latter exist, I can't be thrown off the planet in the name of tidying or decluttering. I was jolted out of meandering through the high, by and sly ways of my mind. You've not been listening, my thoughts were saying sulkily. I was too far in reverie land to be perturbed by the icy edge. I've been wandering through the exciting clutter in my mind, I said, deftly switching lanes on the possibility highway to explore the possibility of seeing my thoughts beyond their current limiting role.